Namaste and Hari Om. This is your host Kishore Trivedi, welcoming you to today's episode of Know Your Dharma uh, Radio uh, Naira program. As you know, this radio program is part of Know Your Dharma initiative of the Hindu Society of North Carolina, and the past recordings of these audio clips can be found on the KYD tab of hsnctemple.org website. So today, I'm very happy to introduce our guest Deepa Rajmani. The topic today is very interesting. It's the journey that starts uh, for most of us with the fear of God and culminates in faith in God. So, Deepa, will you please introduce yourself briefly to our listeners? I understand that you were born and raised in India and came to US for your graduate studies. Deepa, Namaste and Hari Om. Thank you, Kishore, for having me on this show. Yes. Um, my name is Deepa, and uh, I live with my husband Shamal, my son Shivraj, in Cary, North Carolina. And um, like you mentioned, I was raised in India, and uh, you know I was born into an orthodox yet liberal Hindu South Indian, and to be more specific, Tamilian family. And um, growing up, I realized that. and learned that rituals were an important part of pleasing god and they needed to be done perfectly otherwise you know when i would finally encounter god at the end of life it was not going to be a pleasant experience and it would be a terrifying one something to that effect <laughs> um but through all of this i was you know definitely given a lot of scientific reasoning for certain practices by the respected elders in my family but eventually um deep within it did not make sense to me that god would require specific delicacies or a particular attire and levels of hygiene only a few days in our in a year you know during festivals and at a specified duration um at a specific time and and also this question arose like why was i among like the privileged few human beings to have access to this only real path to all the various dev devis and devtas right but i certainly did use all of these prayers and ritual techniques to my advantage when i desperately needed them For instance like I would make 108 rounds of my favorite Bhagwan Shri Ganesha shrine when my exam results were due and most of the time my results were miraculous so I did believe and was convinced that it was God's intervention that got me the 80% in my 10th grade right and um oh yes always um god was keeping score on the number of rounds or else he would be really upset that i didn't deliver on this promise and um through all of the above practices that i've mentioned um i did notice that i felt a sense of bliss while performing the rituals in front of the shrines or during my prayers at home especially the temples offered such a pleasant ambiance with their glorious architecture 
you know, working barefoot on the stone or marble floors to the sound of the mantras and the view of the sky and the trees and the flowers while I made those 108 rounds, it formed a magical bond between me and nature. And I observed that there were people from all walks of life in, at the temple. So you would see the rich, the poor, the healthy, the sick, the bold, the shy, the old, the young, all kinds and flavors of human beings. And we were all here to bow down in front of this superpower and would always be so eager and focused for the few minutes of the one-on-one -on -one meetings with God. And what touched my heart further was the rigor and the discipline exemplified by the priests towards their temple duties. You know, they are so learned and, and they're just there to be able to offer God's blessings to us while earning a meager income. All of these sites lifted me up and also grounded me to what really matters and made me be true to my inner self. After all, God knew everything. And so how could I lie in his or her presence? Along with this, my parents, though orthodox, they were really liberal and accommodative of my leniency with some of these rituals and religious practices. So I always felt obligated to reciprocate and show my love and respect for their beliefs by attempting to follow the rituals specified. So my connection with God was mostly out of fear. Uh, well, that's a beautiful description of the childhood. This is probably typical of kids raised in a Hindu faith that they follow the rites and rituals and go to temples due to tradition, respect to the elders, and the implicit and sometimes explicit fear of the consequences if they don't follow the traditions. It is hoped that as they mature, they will learn the fundamentals of Sanatana Dharma as enshrined in Bhagavad Gita, Upanishads, and Yoga Sutra. Deepa, will you please recite one of your favorite prayers from your childhood? Absolutely. This is still one of my favorite prayers. It's the mantra, Om Gam Ganapataye Namo Namaha. And um, the translation is, bowing all the way down to the almighty Ganapati with all our existence and accepting all his nice qualities in our self-being. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Deepa, you then came to U.S. for your graduate studies. Uh, tell us about your journey to U.S. and uh, corresponding evolution in Dharma. Absolutely. So about 20 years ago in 2002, I embarked on this new chapter in my life. I departed from my home in India, far away from my family and good friends to pursue my master's in USA. I was nervous and really vulnerable to make this journey. But I knew that this was my path and I had to do my best to keep going. Because after all, I was going to land in this land of opportunities where my dreams were guaranteed to come true, right? So as soon as I landed in the US, I experienced so much of love and warmth from so many souls. 
I just had to ask for help and people would take time out of their busy lives to drive me, pick me up from the airport, drive me around for groceries, host me for a couple of days and so many more things. For instance, like my roommates would make me a warm cup of tea first thing in the morning and my friends would be so enthusiastic to prepare meals for me. But very soon, um, the focus shifted to academics. And that's when I met a friend, Shamal, who's now my husband. As I faced life's real challenges as a student, you know, in this new country, finding myself, um, lack of money, and difficult and just new methods to get good grades and so on, I always found a path to resolution following my friend's advice. One unique characteristic of Shamal that attracted me was his bragging. You heard me right. <laughs> he was always proud of his strengths and life's gifts and was not afraid to flaunt them or demonstrate them when challenged. So um, here's an instance of like one powerful true life story that I never get tired of hearing him narrate, which goes like this. One of the best gynecologists in Mumbai had assessed and declared it was impossible for my mother-in-law to conceive. My father-in-law then prayed to Bhagwan Sri Krishna and recited specific mantras to grant them a child. My mother-in-law among other deities, she prayed to Sri Ganesha, you know, who's the remover of obstacles, and also Mother Mary and infant Jesus. And due to their undeterred faith and belief, in their own unique ways, Shamal was born after 10 years of his parents' marriage. So Shamal was truly special because he was a miracle baby and evidence that God specifically had heard his parents' prayers and delivered his or her blessings. So how amazing is this? So I experimented with this faith in God, and then it opened doors to my learning that all of life force are actually forms of energy and do follow certain laws. It's indeed great to see such a happy couple, you and Shamal. And of course, the power of prayers uh, is immense. Uh, I also uh, want to uh, compliment you or uh, your uh, situation that people were very happy to help you when you came to US. Uh, this may not always be the case. I've heard people being very depressed and so on. So I think as a community, we need to support uh, these uh, uh, individual graduate students who come from India and they need our uh, moral and uh, dharmic support. So I wish that more and more of us come forward and help our uh, young kids coming from there. Uh, so uh, please tell us about your own pregnancy. Uh, you told us about your uh, mother-in-law's pregnancy, now your own pregnancy. Absolutely. So there's another lesson here for me to learn, right? So. Through, um, you know, Shamal's story, I was, you know, 
always in awe of those lessons learned. And I feel truly special and honored to be married into this family, right? But we experienced a similar miracle with my own son's birth. Um, a highly competent and well-decorated prenatal specialist from Denver had looked me in the eye when I was like seven months pregnant and said, give up all your false hope and accept that your newborn would have to live a compromised life due to a specific health condition. It was devastating at the time. And, um, you know, we, we try to gather strength. And as soon as my mother-in-law heard about this, she prayed religiously for two months until I delivered my son. At the time, we were just counting our blessings to welcome our son into this world, no matter his health condition. You know, just his birth was so magical and to be in presence of this life form and to be given the privilege of his upbringing uh, was so special. We prayed and we gathered strength for his first medical examination. And uh, we couldn't believe our ears when the doctors declared him to be perfectly healthy. Mm -hmm. So there was no evidence of the health condition that was detected and diagnosed during my pregnancy by this specialist using hardcore facts such as, you know, repeated ultrasound imaging and just his wealth of experience in the field. So at that time, I was convinced that my mother-in-law's faith and prayers had actually enabled this turn of events. The divine had not just sent my parents-in-law my way to give me like theoretical explanations of the power of faith, but also provide me with like practical examples with my own son's birth to reinforce the power of faith in God, all in unfolding, you know, right in front of my eyes. Oh, wonderful. Uh, that's a wonderful story. Once again, the divine works in mysterious ways and prayer seems to always help. In this radio program, we have had an episode on the power of prayers with Sri Ramaswamiji. So other people are welcome to look at the audio clip from the, the past program. Uh, but before go, we go on to the next uh, set of questions in this dialogue, let's take a small break and uh, uh, we'll be right back. So don't go away. 